Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an exciting edition here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm J.J. Jackson with Locked On Blue Devils. Today, we've got Jay Stevens from Locked On Buckeyes. Big game in the college basketball world tonight. It's the ACC and Big Ten Challenge. It's Duke and it's Ohio State, and we're talking about it today. Today's show is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Make sure you go to Sonos.com to learn more. Alongside Jay Stevens, I'm J.J. Jackson. Jay, here we are. We're getting towards the end of the college football season, which your Buckeyes know a whole lot about. In the Duke world, we just had a coaching change that we're going to be going through. But it's basketball time now, man, and I'm excited to talk a little bit of hoops with you today. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You didn't have to bring up that whole Buckeye football situation. (laughs) A little ugly game over the weekend. Not in the Big Ten Championship game this weekend. So a little bad last weekend. Not epic. Not playing this weekend like expected. However, big game tonight. Duke, Ohio State, 10 years ago. The Blue Devils got upset. Will it happen again this year? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, it certainly is a possibility in college basketball. That's what I love about this ACC Big Ten Challenge. You know, we're talking about the college football playoff, Jay, and so many people want to talk about those Power 5 versus Power 5 matchups. You want to get those non, non-conference non games to be as great as possible. I have loved the fact that for several years now we've had this ACC Big Ten Challenge because we do get to see matchups like we'll see a little bit later tonight with Duke and Ohio State or later in the week. We've got North Carolina and Michigan. So many great matchups throughout the week. I've been such a big fan of this event. Are you the same way? Absolutely. This is an event that I wish they had more in football where they had more conference-by-conference type of things every single year, matching up teams to get those good non-conference games every single year. I love it in basketball. It's a great way after Thanksgiving. You get Feast Week, and then you get the Big Ten ACC Challenge. A lot of good basketball all week long. I love every second of it. Ohio State coming into tonight's game with a 4-2 and two record. It'll be played on the campus of Ohio State. It's expected to be a very large crowd. When Duke comes into town, everybody wants to show up. No fans really a year ago for many schools or certainly a basketball season. Limited fans. What have Ohio State basketball games been like so far this year, Jay? Has there been a noticeable change in the atmosphere? The crowd has not been there at all. However, it okay. is a lot of a lot of non-conference games that are sure. lesser opponents. And so that has been the thing there where I was at a game, let's see here, Niagara, December, no, November 12th, November sometime. And I was like, the crowd's dead. But <laughs> it's just that time of year. Everyone in Columbus is all about football, not so much the basketball. There's no Greg Golden. There's no Mike Conley. There's no Evan Turner. EJ Liddell, don't get me wrong. EJ Liddell is amazing. But he is not the pool or the draw that the other players were. And the team is not as good as some of the other teams were of, of yesteryear, of a few years ago. So I get it. The crowd is not as crazy as it has been. I do expect, like you said, a good crowd tonight. So Duke is obviously coming into tonight's game after their biggest win of the year over number one Gonzaga. Duke now has the number one ranking in the college basketball world. They won 84-81, a big-time win for the Blue Devils over Gonzaga. 
The first game of the season for Duke was another top 10 matchup when they took on Kentucky to kick off the season first game of the year. That was a night where Ohio State had a home contest versus Akron, and it looked like the Buckeyes were about to be upset right out of the gates in the season. What's been the difference from night one and uh, recent play here for the Buckeyes to play a little bit better basketball since that opening game? Slowly figuring things out without their second guy who's supposed to be a big piece of the puzzle in Justice Suing. He suffered an injury. Well, I believe he had an injury. There was a scrimmage they had at the beginning of the year, and he had an injury there, kind of re-aggravated something. Then that's kind of what set him back there. He got re-evaluated, played a couple games, but he's not there. And the team has really learned how to play without him. He hasn't really played many minutes, but when you have a guy supposed to be a big piece, it is not there. Who's going to step up? Justin Arns, the lefty shooter, has gotten more confidence. Chris Holtman has really pushed him in the right way to get him to be more confident. Jamari Wheeler, transfer from Penn State, really good piece on the on the defensive end. But Chris Holtman, once again, is pushing him to be more aggressive on the offensive end. You got youngsters in Malachi Branham and also Michi Johnson, the freshman. Well, Michi Johnson's he was there last year, but he's still right. classified basically as a freshman. He is someone that a lot of people are looking at and saying, you're in this, you're you're playing more now. Are you going to get better? And we've seen some flashes of good play, flashes of bad play, but they're learning how to play more as a well-oiled machine at times. However, you didn't ask me this part. I'm going to throw it out to you. Turnovers and rebounding have hurt them in some of their games even a week ago. And that's what hurt Gonzaga ultimately was turning the basketball over versus Duke. The Blue Devils able to take advantage of it, and that's something that they're obviously going to try to do tonight in Columbus taking on the Buckeyes. Talking with Jay Stevens from Locked On Buckeyes. And again, I'm J.J. Jackson, the host of Locked On Blue Devils here on this Locked On crossover episode. The Buckeyes do have a top 25 win under their belt, Jay, as they were able to knock off Seton Hall in the uh, Fort Myers tip-off. What was the biggest difference in that game? That was one of the more notable games that they've played already this season. I believe that was a game where EJ Liddell had 29 points. I believe you don't quote me on that one. I know he had 29 points at some point. That is his career high. Um, and EJ Liddell has just been a difference maker. I believe in that game, you saw him be a lot better on the help side defense. Um, he had a one of the two games in the Fort Myers tip off. I got the two confused and mixed up. He had five blocks in one of those games. His defense and his presence has really been big, but also you're getting, like I mentioned, the Justin Arns effect. His approach and his aggressiveness, him, him being more aggressive with the shot, leads to him being better on the defensive end. It's kind of a, a grouping thing. If he's not shooting, his defense is kind of less. If he's shooting and being more aggressive and making those shots, got to add in the making part, his defense is a little bit more aggressive, and it's a contagious type of thing. Zed Key was a person, 6'8", Zed Key, did a lot of good things at the beginning of the season, was a second-leading scorer in back-to-back games, but now Ohio State is getting great contributions from other guys and that may have been the game that the youngster Michi Johnson hit the game winning shot as that went crazy during that as well just getting contributions from a lot of guys that maybe you weren't expecting to get them from but they're slowly getting better throughout this early portion of the season and you played really well it seems like looking uh, from afar and kind of following last week they call it feast week for Thanksgiving when you've got this Fort Myers tip-off that they had they had the Maui Invitational the battle for Atlantis all these big tournaments so a top 25 win against number 21, Seton Hall. Then Ohio State plays number 23, Florida. And Tyree Appleby hits a buzzer beater to knock off the Buckeyes. So there they were, a three-point loss to Florida. But it really does, from the outside looking in, Jay, I know you say 
that turnovers were one of the biggest things and possibly losing the rebounding battle for the Buckeyes is kind of the big difference. It seems like they are starting to figure out how to play with one another, which is a good thing to be six games into the year. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. And and in that that Florida game, it was close. And then there were times that I'm looking at this. A lot of their turnovers, they weren't turnovers where it's like Florida is doing everything. A lot of these were just mental errors, self-imposed turnovers, where if you just – The worst kind. The worst. If you cut down on five of them, Ohio State wins the game. They didn't play a clean game. There were other flaws that they had throughout the game. Rebounding was a problem. They're still figuring all these things out. If you take away five of those turnovers and don't give Florida the opportunity to score off turnovers, Ohio State wins that game. So they are a team that's working. They're a work in progress. But even with the turnovers, as you're finding out, they're still in games late, which is a great thing for a game like tonight because Ohio State is not the better team. But playing a cleaner brand of basketball is how you win matchups like what we're going to see tonight. You mentioned Duke, obviously, the opponent tonight for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Atop their scouting report, you'll ask me about the Blue Devils in segment number two here today. You're going to ask a lot about Paolo Bancaro, a guy that's projected to be a top three pick in the NBA draft. For Ohio State, you've mentioned EJ Liddell. How critical to the Buckeyes' success is EJ Liddell? Like, if I were to tell you, Jay, that Duke is going to do a tremendous job of limiting EJ Liddell and his production, Do you think there's any way Ohio State could win without a good performance from their top guy? I mean, if you want to get 30 points from Justin Arns or you want to get B.J. Johnson (laughs) to go off for 25 and 10 assists, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I made a comment earlier on the show about a week or two ago now, probably after game number two, I said, it's basically like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode, Bel-Air Academy, they're playing basketball, and the coach calls the play, pass it to Will. Now, EJ Liddell is not that – he is he is a guy that can hit you at all three levels, but it's basically if you want to win, EJ Liddell has, EJ Liddell has to take you there offensively <laughs> and defensively. So if Duke does a phenomenal job of slowing him down, you may get a guy in Malachi Branham who is a freshman who Chris Holtman trusts to have a major game. It's going to become one of those things where it's like, I don't know who the other guy is going to be. Somebody will emerge. It's just – it is kind of the EJ, EJ Liddell show. The others are kind of filling in in segments to keep games closer, to win games late in each matchup. Fourth meeting all time between Duke and Ohio State in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Duke won the first meeting back in 2002. A game played in Greensboro, North Carolina. And then the team split the meetings in 2011 and 2012 with both schools winning on their home floor. Tonight's game being played in Columbus. We'll get Jay Stevens to tell me or ask me about the Blue Devils after this quick break. We want to let you know about our good friends over at Prize Picks today. Prize Picks is amazing. It's daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know that you're going to as well. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college props than anyone in the world, and offers all the star players the Power Five, as well as many mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On. What you do, you pick two to five players and an over-under on the projections, and you can win up to 10 times more on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. 
Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code locked on and go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our show today is also brought to you by our friends over at NetSuite. This is it. You've got the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash NCAA. You're listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this crossover episode here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Jay Stevens alongside J.J. Jackson from Locked On Blue Devils. J.J., a lot of good stuff about the Buckeyes, but the Duke Blue Devils are the number one team in the land, also with Coach K's farewell tour. We'll start right there with Coach K. What has the... What have teams done, or what is the what have you seen or heard before games start with teams kind of honoring Coach K and his legacy as a college basketball coach? Yeah, it's been a little more limited than you would expect maybe in these first couple of games. Against Gonzaga in Las Vegas, a big event like that, he was obviously honored. At the Champions Classic, the game versus Kentucky, that was mentioned a little bit earlier when Michigan State was also playing Kansas that night. He got a plaque and that sort of thing. His first game at home this season inside Cameron Indoor Stadium, Duke played Army, which was really special. Coach K played college basketball for Army. He was a coach there for five years before getting the Duke job. So they had a little special moment for him and that sort of thing. But I got to tell you, Jay, I'm really looking forward to those ACC games to see these schools that Duke has competed against year after year after year. And for Coach K, for 42 years, what is that going to be like? What are they going to do? for Coach K when he comes through for the final time in the building. I think about a venue like the Dean Dome, of course. The last time he walks in to play the North Carolina Tar Heels there in Chapel Hill, I would imagine they're going to have some plaque, some moment of recognition for him and that sort of thing, which is going to be awesome in that building. So it has been a whole lot of fun to see. It's definitely uh, allowing Duke fans the opportunity to kind of let this sink in, that this is it, this is the finale of Coach K as the head coach. Uh, But, man, I'm excited with how these first seven games have gone, that's for sure. You know when you have a farewell tour and you're excited about it, I'm sure Coach K is excited about it because unlike last year's team where there was some weird things going on, people say had a player quit on the team in the middle of the season, as I have been told or I heard about, this team not only is number one in the country, they're 7-0, and and J.J., they definitely have looked the part all season long. Yeah, they really have. They're so talented, as you mentioned, Jay, and last year – the Stuke basketball team did not make the NCAA tournament. I've said this a lot on Locked On Blue Devils, but I would allow uh, – or I want the Locked On Buckeyes listeners today to hear this from me and kind of get perspective on what last year was like for Duke. For the first time in 26 years, Duke basketball did not make 
the NCAA tournament. Like, let that sink in for a moment. For the first time in 26 years, they did not make the NCAA tournament. The last time they didn't was in March of 1995, a year that Coach K missed when he was dealing with a back injury. Duke did not participate in the tournament. Six months later, in November of 1995, I came into the world. So for the first time in my life this past year, Jay, Duke did not make the NCAA. I found out that they actually still play the event if Duke's not in the tournament. It still goes on and that sort of thing. So that's just an idea of how different a year ago was, and that's how special these first seven games have been that, as you said, we learned at the beginning of this week, Duke is once again the number one team in the country. Well, go ahead and fill us in and tell us what has made these first seven games so special. We have hit no players yet on purpose. I want to hear more about the goodness that it has been Duke basketball so far. Sure. I mean, Paolo Bancaro is where you start the conversation with. As I mentioned, he is uh, going to be number one or number two in the NBA draft when this basketball season is all said and done. The guy that could pass him, Chet Holmgren, who he just matched up with, at Gonzaga, Jabari Smith at Auburn is another great player that's going to get some top three buzz as well. But Paolo Bancaro can do it all. He's from Seattle. I don't know that you can be anywhere further in the continental United States than Seattle, Washington, and decide to go to school in Durham, North Carolina. So that shows you the recruiting power of Coach K, the brotherhood. They've got this one-and-done factory that kids from all over the entire country want to come play basketball at Duke. Uh, he had a couple of off-the-court instances already with the DWI aiding and abetting charge that he had when Coach K's grandson, Michael Savarino, who was a walk-on turned scholarship player on the team, was behind the wheel impaired while driving, uh, which is not a good situation to be in for anybody. That seems to be settled. That's in the past. Uh, Palo is now focusing on basketball. He's been the leader of this Duke team in terms of the best player out there on the floor the leader in terms of I'm making sure my team does not get itself in big spots or bad spots has been Wendell Moore Jr. That's going to be the other player to watch tonight. A junior, a former five-star kid out of Charlotte, which is not what Duke is used to. They're not used to five-star guys not leaving after one year. Wendell Moore Jr., because of performance, has had to stick around college a little bit. He hasn't had NBA opportunities. You could tell he's put some work in in the gym, though, because that guy – is the only player in America averaging over 16 points per game, over five assists per game, and over five rebounds per game, while averaging a better than 50% field goal percentage shooting. Crazy numbers for Wendell Moore Jr. This Duke team's really, really talented, Jay. They definitely are talented. And Bancaro, when I watched him play, first thing that jumps off the screen to me is not only his height, but his size. I see a lot of guys, you mentioned Chet, Chet Holmgren. One of the things that was my hesitancy, you know, I am not a scout. I don't know all about the draft stuff. Guys coming out of high school. I can look at guys coming out of high school. I can tell you if they're good or not. I can also look at their frame and say, that might be a problem. Buckeye <laughs> fans, we all know about Chris Alave. We'll hear more about that going into the NFL draft. Chet Holmgren is skinny, y'all. This is basketball. Skinny on the football field is one thing. Skinny when you're seven foot is another thing. That bad boy is 6'10". I want to say I saw something at 250. Correct. Not only tall, but he has size. How does he use his size while on the basketball court? He's young. So a lot of guys that are tall, have size, don't know how to use it properly. I got a good feeling he knows he knows exactly what he's doing. He absolutely does. I mean, you're going to see tonight in this game, and you'll see it already through the first seven, and you'll see it all season long at Duke. You'll see it at the NBA level. Paolo is so skilled that when he gets a rebound, 
there's no need to throw it off to a point guard to get into the sets. He'll just take the ball up his, himself. Uh, and, and so anytime you see a player of that size be that comfortable handling the basketball, that's where I go to automatically, Jay, when it comes to player evaluation. If you're that big and you're that comfortable handling the basketball, I know that you're good. I know you got some game about you, and that's exactly how Paolo plays. His mid-range is money, which is awesome to see. He's getting more and more comfortable shooting from the outside from three-point range. But when he puts his head down and goes to the rim, get out of the way because not many people are going to stop him. No, they they can't. They, they, they won't. And I'm curious to see how Ohio State combats what Baccaro can do, what Wendell Moore Jr. can do. You mentioned those two players, the top two scorers, leading scorers for the team as well, 18.3 for Bancaro, Moore Jr., 17.9. Who are a few other players Buckeye fans need to know about? Uh, two of the guys we mentioned, one guy 6'10", another guy 6'5". Are they got any good little guys, you know, six foot, maybe a little bit under, but kind of control the backcourt? Well, that's actually not where I wanted to go next, Jay. I wanted <laughs> to go even taller, and I wanted to go to 7'2", Mark Williams who plays for Duke on the interior. He's going to be wearing number 15 for Duke. They're wearing their black jerseys tonight, which is one of their best looks. I love it. I'm excited about that. But Mark Williams against Gonzaga had five blocks, 14 points, nine rebounds. He's a threat to catch lobs at the rim. It's scary for opponents. We've already seen it several times this year, Jay, where I mentioned Paolo Banquero getting the rebound himself, driving down the lane, you're terrified because here's 6'10", 250 coming right at me. And what does he do? He just floats it up to the rim. And Mark Williams, with his 7'2 self, just dunks it home. It's an incredible alley-oop that those two guys have together. Mark Williams' rim protection has been the biggest positive and biggest blessing on the Duke defensive side of things. Their defense has been what's been the most impressive so far this season for Duke basketball. In terms of guards, however... You've got Jeremy Roach, who's coming back for his sophomore season. He's playing much better than he was a year ago. He's not your biggest scorer. His shot is a little bit inconsistent, but he's so composed and so calm out there on the floor. And then Trevor Keels is the other guy, a freshman who was high school teammates with Jeremy Roach. So our backcourt guys, number one, Trevor Keels, number three, Jeremy Roach, played high school basketball together in the DMV area. Hmm. Trevor Keels is built like a linebacker, right? 6'1", 6'2", 225. I mean, just goes to the rim and is going to use his body. Great control, has a nice outside shot. Struggled with his shot versus Gonzaga, which was honestly such a positive that despite poor shooting numbers, Duke was able still was still able to be the team like Gonzaga. So Keels and Roach are the other two guards to be on the lookout for. Built like a linebacker. I think the football team might be able to be able to use him. Coach no doubt about Duke, that. man. Maybe yeah. a new coach comes in and says, Hey, sir, you're playing both you're playing two sports. We need we you go. right now. Exactly. Exactly. No, that'd be a good thing. So this Duke team is fun to watch, man. I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. Uh, like I said, I, I don't think it's an automatic guarantee that Duke wins this game. And I know we're gonna get to talk about it a little bit more, but uh, man, I'm excited. I'm ready for basketball tonight, Jay. You're excited. I'm excited. You know what else I'm excited about? Not only the basketball game tonight, Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone. So you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line. So your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one America's largest 
5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. You get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all or for all phone networks cboostmobile.com for details bet online has you covered for all season more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and it's all one word, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back into our Locked On crossover here today. I'm JJ Jackson, the host of Locked On Blue Devils, alongside Jay Stevens, the host of Locked On Buckeyes. As we get you set for tonight's game, 9.30 on ESPN from Columbus. It'll be Duke and Ohio State, fourth time that they have met in the ACC and Big Ten Challenge. We mentioned a decade ago they played in 2011 and 2012, both teams winning on their home floor. Jay, if Ohio State wants to win on their home floor, what's most important? They got to get contribution from somebody that's not Zed Key. I do think, now, I'm not knocking Zed Key, but I don't think Zed Key is going to be somebody that's going to be a 15, 18, 20 point a game scorer in this type of game when he's going to have to spend so much energy on the defensive end and then offensive rebounding with guys like Ben Caro, uh, Wendell Moore Jr. I know he's 6'5", but I know he's going to get some rebounds as well. And then also Mark Williams. When you're battling guys like that down low, you have to spend so much energy. You're going to have to get contributions from guys like Michi Johnson, from Jamari Wheeler hitting a couple shots, from Justin Arns. May this be Malachi Branham's first game scoring 15-plus points. This would be a great night to do it. Without Seth Towns off the bench, he's also nursing some injuries as well and recovering. And Eugene Brown, really, uh, he in concussion protocol. The bench from Ohio State is limited. You have to get contributions from someone else. There's one more guy, JJ, that I have not seen contribute in a great way just yet, but this might be his coming out party, especially with it being in Columbus. Transfer Cedric Russell. He's going to look a little bit smaller out there on the court. But that man is a shooter. Once he gets loose, he can score the basketball. Once he gets loose, once he gets comfortable, he can be a key piece off the bench. And I've been wondering, I think this is a great time for him to come to have a coming out party before Ohio State's first Big Ten game on Sunday. You get it, you do it against the best team in the country. That's a great confidence boost before you start playing Big Ten basketball, which is very, very physical. It's crazy that we're already this close to conference season, right? We're having the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and then both teams are going to get ready to turn around quickly and jump right into conference competition. On the Duke side of things, a guy that I would love to see step up tonight, A.J. Griffin, a freshman, a five-star, six-foot-six, 
coming off some knee injuries where he did not play very much at all over his last two years of high school basketball. We didn't see it very much versus Gonzaga, but in the games prior, he really felt like he was coming into his own. He's the son of an NBA assistant head coach. His brother plays at Syracuse. A.J. Griffin is a name that college basketball fans will know in some years to come. It'd be awesome to see him play well. And if Joey Baker can knock down some shots from the outside, I think Ohio State is going to be in trouble. All right, on the sidelines, we've got Mike Krzyzewski in his 42nd and final season leading the Duke Blue Devils. For Ohio State, Chris Holtman is in his fifth season. Done a nice job with that Ohio State program. He has never in his coaching career been in a coaching box opposite Mike Krzyzewski. Mm -hmm. That's going to change tonight, but I'm curious how that's going to play out, Jay. I bet Chris Holtman has got to be thrilled more than anything that he gets the opportunity to coach against a man who has more wins in Division I college basketball history than anyone else. He's looking forward to it. I heard him in his press conference on Monday talk about his approach to it and what Coach K means to basketball. And he reiterated and talked about USA basketball. I don't think as a youngster I understood Coach K's influence on basketball alone until I got older. When I was right. younger, I was all thinking about the, let me think now, Carlos Boozer, Jay <laughs> Williams, um, that, those those teams, um, Shane Battier, right. eventually J.J. Redick. I'm thinking about that part of what Coach K has meant to basketball at the collegiate level. As an adult, I'm realizing, no, it's more of a national thing. And Chris Holtman talked about that as presser. In the moment, I think in the game, it might not phase him, be in his mind, that Coach K is literally, what, 10, right. 20 feet away from him. <laughs> Maybe sometimes they can shake hands on the court because, you know, coaches sometimes get a little close. No doubt. But I do think pregame there will be a moment. But what a way to kind of solidify and remind everybody you can coach basketball than for in Coach K's final season. Also, the only time you'll play him in the regular season, maybe not the only time they may match up in the NCAA tournament. Don't think either team is going to be in the NIT this year. It's going to be NCAA tournament. If they do match up then, that could be twice, but – Right now, the only time you're going to match up with him in your career that you know of, you yeah. beat Coach K, it's in Columbus. That's on the line. But I do think Chris Holtman, he does a good job of staying level-headed. The only time he doesn't really – he gets uh, upset or a little out of character. Let's use the word out of character. is when a player does something and he gets on the player or it's the rest because I ain't going to lie to you. A lot of times the calls that Coach K will get, Chris Holtman does not get them and he gets a little annoyed. Not saying that the rest are one side or another, but – Refs do sometimes lean toward a good player or a good coach at times. Um, you just got to overcome that. I'm not saying refs decide games, but it is I'll, – I'll stop. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> Let's wrap with this. So uh, we've got Duke and Ohio State tonight, 930 Eastern time on ESPN. Going to be an amazing game to watch and follow as the Blue Devils head up to Columbus in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. So looking at this game with both of these programs and the position that they're in, What's at stake, some might ask. For Duke, well, that would be that it's their first loss of the season. They get the number one ranking in the country, and all of a sudden, Ohio State knocks them off. They take a step back. And then Duke has two full weeks off, Jay, from competition, as Duke will go into exam week, and then they've got some extra time off before a couple of more non-conference games and then jumping into ACC play. For Ohio State, what's at stake is beating the top team in the country before you jump into Big Ten competition, which you're saying is less than one week away. Sunday, December 5th, they got Penn State at 2 o'clock. I believe it's Penn State. I believe it's Penn State at 2 o'clock. 
on Sunday. I actually forgot about that game. Chris Holtman talked about it, and I was like, wait, we're already we're there. Right there. <laughs> so theoretically, most Buckeye fans were thinking, I hate to bring this back up, but I have to. Oh, yeah. it's got football. Well, no, there's no football for Ohio State this weekend. In our minds, everyone was thinking, oh, Big Ten Championship, Ohio State's going back there. No. Sunday, they have a game against Penn State, and then they're off until December 11th, the following Saturday. So they got a few days to rest up, get healthy, Big Ten game, and then a week to get healthy again before another Big Ten game. Exciting times. College basketball season is here, and what a fun matchup we've got tonight between number one Duke and Ohio State. Jay, this has been a pleasure, as you mentioned. We don't get the opportunity to do this that frequently. The football matchup between these two schools would not be entertaining whatsoever, but at least we've seen some competitive basketball games over the year, and I'm hoping that we get that again tonight. Tell me a little bit about Locked On Buckeyes, where people can find it and find your work as well. JJ, my man, this has been fun. Got to do it again, hopefully. Hopefully, NCAA <laughs> tournament. We'll get to do this again at some point. Talk Coach K, Chris Holtman, Ben Carroll. Will he be the player of the year? We'll have to talk about that down the road. Will E.J. Liddell be an All-American? Those are things that will transpire yeah. throughout this season. For right now, you all can find Locked on Buckeyes on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your fine podcast. Also on YouTube every single day. Day. Those of you that catch it via WKYC.com, thank you there as well. 10TV in Columbus, also doing some great things with them as well. So many ways to catch Locked on Buckeyes on a daily, yes, daily basis every Monday through Friday. And I appreciate every, appreciate every person out there making Locked on Buckeyes their first listen of every single day. Absolutely. Find Locked on Blue Devils wherever you get your podcast as well. We are so excited for what the new year will bring, including the Blue Devils expansion into the YouTube space. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. He's on Twitter at jsteven07. You can find me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. What a fun game we've got tonight. Duke and Ohio State. This has been a Locked On crossover on the Locked On Podcast Network.